Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, I learn how to eat like an athlete, sort of. If you're new to this show, by the way, I'm really glad that you found me. I would like you to let me know how you found me, but regardless, let me tell you what the show's about. It answers this question. How do some of the most interesting or innovative brands out there today mobilize their masses to become more authentic? I talk with folks across all sorts of industries, organizations of all shapes and sizes, including today's conversation, which is with a brand called Performance Kitchen. Specifically, I'm on with their SVP of brand and digital marketing, Lawrence Scotland. Now, Performance Kitchen is all about food with purpose. And I've had a couple of conversations in that space recently, but it seems that Performance Kitchen is taking it to a bit of another level. And in the conversation with Lawrence, you'll hear all about not only how they're doing that within the food that they offer, which came with some pretty compelling statistics, like did you know that 70% of food that comes out of the top 10 food and bev players out there is unhealthy? I didn't know that. But not only that, also their community efforts, efforts that they do with ambassadors and the stories that they share from your average Joe all go into the fold. And as the arbiter of the brand, Lawrence makes sure that those all come together to create a holistic and authentic picture. So it was really interesting learning about that, as well as, of course, towards the end, and as you know, learning advice on how to become a more authentic marketer and build a more authentic brand. It made me hungry, and I hope it makes you hungry. So I'll sit back and I'll let you get on that path. Uh, Here is today's podcast with From Performance Kitchen. Lawrence Scotland. All right, everybody. I'm here with Lawrence Scotland from Performance Kitchen. Lawrence, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you doing? Great, Adam. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. And um, yeah, let's, looking forward to this conversation. You know, you are the first guest that I have had from Canada. <laughs> really? R- th- truly. A- ever. Ever. That that uh, that was born in Canada, or that currently resides in Canada. Mm, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's uh, currently in Canada. I uh, are you from there originally too? I am actually. I was born in Toronto, but uh, I've been uh, currently now situated in Vancouver, BC, and I've uh, been in British Columbia most of my life. So, um, yeah, I'll try to keep the the A's to uh, to to a minimum for oh, you. God. <laughs> Uh, all right, fair, fair enough. Well, it's an it's an honor to be going international finally uh, with the show. Thank you for helping me to do that. And uh, although I know that uh, the way that I had been introduced to Performance Kitchen was via a lot of ambassadors who are based here in the U.S., but we'll get to that in just a second. You've been with uh, th- this organization, which I wasn't always called Performance Kitchen. I want to learn a little bit about that uh, for the past few years. But uh, why don't you just tell me w- why you joined this 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 organization, this this movement, this um, this uh, this industry? I want to hear all about it. H- how did you get here? Certainly, um, my journey really. To where I have been today, I mean, started early on, I was very drawn to marketing, you know, even from my grade school days, it was just an area that I was really interested in, um, the ways that brands can create uh, conversations with consumers, create emotional connections with consumers was just something that really drew me in. So, you know, I I studied business at school, Um, you know, when I when I graduated from school, you know, I first was in a, a couple of sales roles. And then I really um, got an opportunity to to join a digital marketing agency uh, and spend 10 years agency side working with uh, a myriad of brands on, on 
you know, so many different business challenges and, and opportunities throughout the, the 2000s and, and the, the 2010s. And it was really a, a great sort of sandbox and learning environment for me to, to get a broad um, exposure to a lot of different business challenges. At that point in my career, I wanted to switch over and go uh, business side and really um, be in a position where I kind of had my hands on the wheels and uh, had a more of a vested interest in a, in a, in a longer term um, project or, or strategy, if you will, that to, to help drive or build a business. And I've, like I said, I've always been drawn to purpose-led brands and, and ones that are trying to create positive change. That's um, something that's really important to me. And another thing that really drew me to Performance Kitchen or, or Luvo, as it was called at the time, we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but really, it was about they were trying to make something that was inherently good for people easier for people. And I think that's really a noble mission and, and a noble purpose to have, um, because I think there's so many bad choices that are made so convenient for us around, you know, around us every day that, you know, joining a brand that, that was really trying to make something that is good for people, you know, very easy and convenient for people was something that uh, really resonated with me. And then the last thing that really um, brought me to Performance Kitchen was uh, following great leadership. So uh, I had an opportunity here to work with uh, Christine Day, who was the ex-CEO of Lululemon and also a long history at, uh, at Starbucks as well. And somebody who had a tremendous legacy of building brands and building great cultures. So, you know, I think it's really important, uh, you know, throughout our careers that we choose our leaders very, very carefully or choose our bosses very carefully. And this was a great opportunity to learn from, um, you know, somebody I've admired and, and, uh, and somebody who had a, a passion and a purpose for this business and for this brand um, that really connected with me. Well, yeah, I do want to talk about that that in a second. Of course, the importance of purpose-driven brands, um, that, that's only increased ever since, well, I guess, in, as far as my knowledge, since I started doing this show like 18, 19 months ago, but um, more on that in a second. So yeah, uh, you mentioned the uh, transition to performance from like Luvo. So from what I understand, performance launches like a year ago in this creating, you know, better food for you and sort of takes over everything. At least to me, I see, all right, it was Luvo. And then, wow, the whole thing's performance kitchen. I mean, that, that, that unit must've absolutely exploded in popularity or, or, or something. Maybe it's cause you came along. Who knows? What, 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 <laughs> what uh, what's up with that? So Luvo, Luvo has been around for maybe about five years or so. Um, so Luvo was our, our brand name before we had, we had product lines in the market under, um, the brand name Luvo. The shift to performance kitchen was something that was born out of some consumer insights work that we did maybe almost two years ago now. Uh, really to sort of look at how can we reframe the conversation around what is healthy eating? I think the word healthy has just become, you know, it's just so convoluted. Like there's so many different versions of the truth. So how do you get beyond that noise of just talking about what's healthy for you and really get to the, the root of why people eat the way that they eat? And what we found from our research at the time is that uh, that core consumer was really thinking about um, the food that they ate through the lens of how it helped them perform and how it helped them, you know, be their best every day. And when we say performance, it's not just about activity. We identified several dimensions of it being um, mind, movement, and sleep. So looking at food and its relationship to how it helped them, you know, mentally perform, physically perform, and be energized, and then also connecting that to the, the quality of their sleep. So that was really the, the genesis uh, and the kernel that sort of led us to 
reframing our brand as Performance Kitchen. At the same time, we also joined forces with a, with a partner brand that we'd been working with um, that was a similar frozen um, uh, nutrition, uh, nutritious meals brand out of the Pacific Northwest called Eat Local. And they joined us uh, almost a couple of years ago. And, and since we've uh, now rebranded everything under Performance Kitchen, and we operate two lines, Performance Kitchen, which is available nationwide at all major grocers, you know, Target, Kroger, um, Walmart, etc. And then we have our Performance Kitchen Crafted line, which is a much more expanded set of 150 plus meals that uh, fit many different dietary needs and nutritional approaches to eating. Um, and that is our Performance Kitchen Crafted line, which has retail stores as well as the broad assortment. And it all sits under Performance Kitchen. So that's the, the, the sort of the long journey from um, what was Luvo to what is a, a much more robust offering and a, and a differentiated positioning today through Performance Kitchen. Yeah, those uh, stats that I, I've read a, quite a few uh, sort of pieces of content about this now. But uh, it's, first of all, thank you for the clarification there. And um, wish I were up in the Pacific Northwest because it sounds like most of the area that you that you serve is is up there. I do want to ask about that in a little bit. But um, what I had thought was really interesting and I did get this from from your website, but it says that 70% of products from the 10 largest food and bev brands are considered unhealthy. At first I was like, oh man, that's nuts. And then I realized like, wow, that's, it doesn't, it, it like doesn't surprise me once I start to do a bit of critical thinking about it. And it like, yeah, it's too bad because like, you, you, of course the listeners, I'm, you know, I'm reading this page and I go down and it, it, it's the header for the page is food with a purpose. So obviously, yeah. you know, you guys are purpose driven at the very beginning to you, so as you like find uh, places to work for, you came to Luvo, then Performance Kitchen, like from that, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned that purpose is super important. Um, I guess, is that like the most important thing for you when you look for, for a position? Like what, to what extent is that important versus other things? Um, I think, I think it's, it's the, you know, the top of the pyramid for me personally. Um, you, you have to believe in what you're, what you're doing and, and, you know, it has to go beyond it's, it's, it's a job or, you know, it's a brand that we're trying to grow, you know, what's your impact on the, on the community, on, on consumers, you know, how are you making people's lives better? So that's, that's something that I'm, I'm always sort of consider first when I'm, when I'm looking at, uh, at where, where I want to invest my time and, and, and energy and effort into. And so when it comes to investing time and energy and effort from the performance kitchen side, I'm, I'm curious as to some of the ways in which now sitting at the helm of the marketing uh, org, you're able to to do that on performance kitchens behalf into being purpose driven. So what are some of the newest ways that you've been doing that for the brand? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, it ultimately it starts with our customer. Um, and, but but I, when we say customer, I, I think we at performance kitchen, we don't just look at customer as a customer or a customer that we want to acquire, but we think about what's the human being that we want to be able to help um, behind that. And I think that's what brings us back to our nutrition principles and what we, um, what we sort of use to guide our, guide our work. Um, you know, I think the, the, the traditional uh, American diet today is um, as you can, you know, well guess it's not, it's not, healthy our, our practices aren't healthy um and you you already mentioned uh about uh you know the the 70 of products in in the uh in the market that are that are not deemed healthy 
you know, we want to put out the healthiest products. So we start from those nutrition principles and, and really let that drive our decisions. And then some of the things that we, we do to uh, service our customers, I think that are, that are different, that go a, a bit more above and beyond. Um, you know, I mentioned that we have retail stores in, our, in the Pacific Northwest that actually ship nationwide, by the way. So our products are available nationwide, but we offer free registered dietitian consults, um, both in-store and online, because we think it's really important to remove barriers to people um, getting educated on what their body needs and, and how they need to how they need to eat and what true nutrition looks like for them. So we think that that's um, a really important piece of it as well. And then also, um, you know, I think integrating the voice of the customer into how we develop our products is really important. We can make a healthy product and a nutritious product all day long, but if it's not what people want to eat or it's not in line with, you know, the, the, the types of dishes that they're accustomed to, particularly when you look at like different cultures and, and regionality of differences of, of what meals resonate, you know, that's work that we do with our customers early on to really understand um, what, what meals are, are regionally and culturally relevant to them and how can we make the best tasting meal um, that fits into those, 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 regional, um, those regional tastes and those regional preferences. Uh, so that's, that's really important to us um, in terms of how we approach um, developing a, a purpose-driven brand. Um, and then, you know, I think one of the most important things is, you know, creating feedback loops from what's happening with your customers back into your culture. So our, you know, our culture drives our brand. And I think it's really important whether you're in finance or you're in um, logistics or, or sales or what have you, that, you know, we regularly share the voice of the customer. We share the success stories and we let that really reinforce the culture um, that, that is helping us show up every day against that pur purpose. Right. Totally. Uh, you know, it, being purposeful, I've talked about it a lot recently, and I, I think it's probably because of the current context that we're all in right now. Um, being at the helm of a, of, a, of, a, of a brand that is a proponent of this, I have, I have to ask it, you know, in, in this current context, how, how are you all leaning into what, what I at least see as probably a heightened importance of, of health and, and maybe that plays into nutrition as well? But uh, how are you leaning into that, given the fact that um, it's on everybody's mind right now? Yeah, absolutely. It's ne it's never been more important right now that, uh, you know, in terms of how we take care of ourselves and the food that we eat. And I think that there were a lot of underlying um, issues uh, that we were facing in society in terms of the growth of, of, uh, of chronic d diseases and, um, you know, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, obesity, you know, just the, the increased uh, growth rate in these chronic conditions within the population. And then along comes COVID and, um, you know, really shines a light and, and stresses um, the, the society that, you know, showing that these underlying conditions can correlate with, um, you know, increased, um, increased, you know, hospitalizations and, and even um, death rates. So I think it, this is a very difficult situation that we're all going through. And I think we're all hopeful that as we come out of this, you know, what are the, what are the silver linings? What are the things that we change? I think it's, it's given everybody a, a chance to, to sort of reassess what's important to them and, and sharpen their perspectives. And I think one of the things that might come out, out of this is that we have a heightened sense of awareness of, of taking care of ourselves and, um, you know, being concerned about how we eat and, um, and what we eat and, and, and you know, having ourselves 
uh, as healthy as we can be so that we're, you know, we're, we're prepared if, if we ever face uh, something like this again. I think one of the things that we've done um, from, a, from a brand perspective is leveraged our ambassadors and our advisors. So, we, you know, we have um, uh, chefs and uh, actually a chef doctor who's an advisor for us, Dr. Robert Graham, um, registered dietitians, uh, and our athletes as well. I think le- lending their voice uh, and point of view to, to relevant stories um, is one way that we've we've sort of responded to this challenge. Uh, we've increased and stepped up our our charitable uh, donation um, programs. Uh, we've done some donation programs with Russell Wilson and uh, in in partnership with Derek Jeter as well, who's a an ambassador and a longtime investor uh, through the Marlins, um, uh, donating meals to um, to disadvantaged groups that are affected by COVID. And then some other organizations that we worked with for a long time, such as, such as a sense of home, that that really helps um, uh, foster kids that have aged out of the program and helps them get on their feet and, and get set up and, and into their careers and living on their own. Uh, so you know those are those are a few ways that we've really um, responded uh, to the the current context. We're also working on a program to create a virtual event that's going to bring together. Uh, health and wellness uh, professionals, as well as the medical community and policymakers, to talk about foods medicine um, and what's the role in food and as as a preventative measure in healthcare and also as a as a component of treatment. So, um, I guess it's a long winded way of saying I think there's a lot of different ways that we're mobilizing um, in the current context, but it's also extension of what our purpose has always been, which is to bring about better health outcomes through nutrition for people. You know, it sounds like, and you know what I was thinking of <laughs> as you were going through that, because you just listed a ton of stuff, by the way, yeah. all good. I want to ask about those ambassadors actually in a second. Yeah. Um, the thought, and you'll have to forgive it, that rushed through my head while you was, I was like, damn, this guy's got a lot on his plate. I was like, oh, yep, of course. <laughs> he's part of a fitness, <laughs> he's part of a nutrition brand. He's part of, he's, he's food is his life. Of course, there's a lot on his plate, but that uh, is all good nonetheless. And those ambassadors, that, that's what I do want to catch up on next. Mm-hmm. I, I want to learn because when I came into contact with Performance Kitchen, it's like, oh, well, we, you know, they, they work with blah, 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 blah. And it was like all these, and you just mentioned a few of them, ambassadors. And I was like, oh, wow, star power, bam, bam, bam. Got hit, you know, with it pretty quick. And that's, you know, that that drew me in. I'm curious, mm-hmm. like, how you as, as the arbiter of the whole brand incorporate them into the overall message. Because it's certainly a piece of the puzzle. It's not the entire piece, but it's a pretty damn important one. Yeah, exactly. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Star power does draw people in and, and that's important. But I think even before you get to, you know, what's the right ambassadors or stars to work with, it's it's like really aligning on what's that shared purpose and what's that, um, that shared um, sense of accomplishment that we both uh, are driving to get. And I think when I look at our roster of ambassadors and those that are um, working with us, they're really invested in the mission. And, and they're really passionate about the mission. In Russell's case, for instance, he has a personal story where he lost his dad at an early age to diabetes. So that's, um, you know, a personal, um, you know, story that that sort of brings him to nutrition. And he wants to help um, kids uh, eat better at an early age so that, you know, they can be better athletes, but also establish um, better lifestyle habits um, that will set them up for, you know, set them up for life. You know, so I think it's it's starting at that that shared purpose and really aligning on what do we want to accomplish together. 
Um, and then from there, I think we really, you know, just try and uh, create a, a robust calendar of initiatives that for each of our uh, ambassadors um, that might in, might involve, you know, bringing them to events or social activations or or even content creation um, around it. But it's all got to anchor back to what's that shared purpose um, that we all want to accomplish together. Uh, just to ex- uh, expand on Russell, our uh, uh, sort of relationship with Russell. He is, um, he started the Why Not You Foundation, which works with disadvantaged youths um, and, and creates mentoring programs for them and support programs for them. So one of the ways that we align our, our shared purpose and goals is that 3% of our sales um, of Russell's line with Performance Kitchen go to uh, the Why Not You Foundation to help them fund programs and, and, and do good. So I think it's, it's really important to find that shared purpose uh, to align on when you're, when you're looking at ambassadors to work with um, so that you can create authentic programs um, that have mutually beneficial outcomes. Well, right, because it's not just the big star power that's bringing people in that might like but just directly shop with you. It's also because, you know, going through those folks, they likely have their own initiatives that like you, what you've just mentioned to help the community on their own. Uh, mm-hmm. So then to, to go to the, oh, I was going to say other side of the spectrum. It's not the right way to put it. Um, to the other side of the coin with regard to, I guess, like height of profile, let's say that we yeah. talk about, we talk about partners, right? Cause Russell Wilson, big deal, Super Bowl MVP. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Derek Jeter, one of the most decorated, you know, baseball players of all time. Yeah. And those folks, I look at that and I'm like, well, damn, if they're, they're endorsing it, there must be something there. Right. Mm-hmm. Perform brand. It's called performance kitchen. Right. I must it must imply that if I, you know, I, I'll become healthier or more like an athlete if I like because must be what these guys are eating. And then there's the other side, which is like, well, OK, but there's also like hundreds of thousands of people, I'm guessing, who are subscribing and, and purchasing from you. Like mm-hmm. their average, you, you know, you're, you're Adam on the east side of the U.S. who's doing this to, I don't know, get healthier because it's or it's more convenient or it's fresher, you know, all that. What are some of the ways in which those stories are captured as well? Now, I was looking through the website, and I also saw some testimonials on that side, but I'm, I'm curious to hear it directly from you, because there's certainly, there's a heck of a lot of volume there, and probably mm-hmm. not the same story. Like, so when I was in the Super Bowl, like, nobody's going to say that, but yeah. they are like, you know, when I got, you know, my first order of butter chicken or whatever, like, blah, blah, blah. How do you incorporate those messages into the fold as well? Well, I think we do them in a number of ways. I don't know if any of them are, are silver bullets, but we've, you know, like many other brands, we will share a lot of UGC content. Um, we'll run contests tactically to, to sort of encourage our customers to share, um, share their stories with us, share their content with us. Um, and, you know, we'll leverage that, you know, back through our channels and amplified even through our ambassadors as well um, to, to, to sort of share those stories out. Um, but, you know, we've also put consumers at the middle, at the sort of center of our campaigns in the past as well. So um, late last year in November, we actually did a, a, a campaign for Diabetes Awareness Month. And um, it was called Living with Diabetes. It was a, sort of a content um, series. And that was an opportunity to really turn the camera on our, on our, on a, you know, a select group of our customers that were living with diabetes, you know, from all walks of life, from, you know, a diabetic nutritionist uh, to a student and um, giving them an opportunity to tell their stories. And um, as a way of, you know, obviously bringing awareness to diabetes, but also showing 
um, you know, the, the realness of how people can live with diabetes and live normal lives um, and, and giving them the opportunity to talk about their relationship with food and nutrition and the importance of it. Um, so that was, that was something that I, I was really proud of and um, an idea that came from our social media coordinator that she, she was really passionate about and wanted to bring to life. Um, so I think, you know, I think there's opportunities to amplify the content that consumers are already, um, you know, putting out there and social and amplifying that through, but then also creating campaign concepts and opportunities where you can actually, uh, put the, put the consumer at the middle of the story and, and let them tell it in their words. Um, so I think that those were, were powerful opportunities as well. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask, cause like what, where this was, where I wasn't like leading it there, but I was curious. I was like, damn, I wonder how they get like co-creative to find the middle ground because of, of course you, uh, you work on product innovation and messaging innovation, I'm sure, from what you see socially, what you get from your own team socially. Great idea by that coordinator, by the way. Actually, it, it uh, you know, this is a great place for me to start uh, prodding you for a little bit of advice because that, you talk about building authentic connections and in, in in, in building this brand in an authentic way. Certainly, you know, in my opinion, you could do it in many different ways and doing mm-hmm. it through consumers is one of them. Um, but it sounds like from what you've told me during this interview, you got a ton of stuff, a ton of different dimensions to the way that you're, you know, expanding with real stories and with real causes. And so I'm mm-hmm. curious for advice from you on gen- generally how to build a more authentic brand. Is there something that links these together? Here's a little bit of context. And the reason I'm doing this is because listeners know this question comes every single time. But it's because of those listeners that I ask it. Many of them are marketers. They're working at brands, working their way up. They're emulating uh, your journey to the top. And they're trying to figure out along the way how to build the best relationships possible. They're looking for that silver bullet. They're looking for an idea like the one that your coordinator came up with. But regardless, they're looking to learn from people like you. So if it manifests itself in some sort of advice you got from a mentor or some pitfall that you avoided or some initiative that you did or some mantra that you hold, which helps to illuminate this, that would be great too. But the question, and I'll end with this, generally is, what are your top tips on how to become more authentic in messaging and more authentic as a brand? That's a really good question, I guess. Um, I guess the way I would sum it up would be, uh, in order to be more authentic as a brand, um, no surprise, first of all, start with your purpose and let that guide how you show up. Um, you know, I think in a, in a world where, you know, we analyze and um, want to measure everything and, and there's, there's, that's definitely an important piece of it, in your gut, what is what you're doing or what you did? That, that, do you feel that that served your purpose? I think that's the first check that we do with everything that we do, and the first question we ask ourselves when we're when we're when we're doing an assessment of, of how something went. Um, did it serve our purpose? I think that's really important. The second thing I would say is is having that customer feedback loop back to reinforce the culture. It's so important to have that voice of the customer, not just in form what you're doing from a marketing standpoint or how you're dealing with people in customer service or even, you know, how it's uh, integrating itself into the product development um, process. I think it's so important that everybody in the company um, understand the impact and the why we do what we do and hear those stories and celebrate those stories uh, from that we get from customers all the time, both online or even, you know, emails or letters sent to us. Um, We have a regular practice of sharing those, those stories so that, um, everybody feels connected to um, the why we do what we do. The third thing I would say is we, you know, don't be afraid to be imperfect. And I think that um, 
particularly when it's in service of your purpose. Uh, I think erring on the side of, of, of action and getting something out there and learning from it um, and not trying to be too polished, I think only humanizes your brand, um, showing that you're, you're not afraid to put yourself out there and, and not afraid to, to have imperfections, um, which I think is a, an important part of it. And then I guess the last thing I would, I would, uh, I would close with, don't be afraid of the negative feedback, uh, you know, to be more authentic. So I think we have a, a, a tendency to, to amplify all of the positive things, but um, we also will actively reach out to people, whether they message us directly or whether it's something that they post on social, if they have a poor experience with our brand or with our product, um, we want to reach out to those people. We want to engage with them. We want to learn from their experience and understand how we can do better next time. And we want to do our best to, to, to uh, you know, bring that person around or, or convince them to give us another chance. And I think um, authentic brands uh, both listen to the positive and the negative and are equally as um, active and, and willing to engage with both. Well, a number of great tips there and, and, and leaning into the purpose, of course, the whole way. I'm glad it's something which has been foundational to Performance Kitchen. I'm glad it's something which is foundational to the way that you build brands and look for brands to be a part of. And I'm glad that it shines through in what you're doing with ambassadors all the way down uh, to the average Joes like me, whose, story, yeah. whose stories that you share as well. So I, I really appreciate that and, and all of this. I, uh, I, yeah, I, have to, I have to admit, I did misspeak earlier. This is something that no matter where you are uh, and, and you know in the U.S. because that's where I am, but uh, you can get uh, Performance Kitchen delivered to you. It's not just up there, although I think probably a little bit of difference with like the time to delivery, but you know that's just yeah. because that's where you are. Uh, yeah. And uh, so look forward to, actually, I'm going to go shopping right through that right now, right after this, but uh, appreciate you coming on, sharing your thoughts uh, and uh, and sharing, sharing what Performance Kitchen is all about. Uh, so for all that, Thanks very much, Lawrence, for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Adam, for having me. Thank you very much to Lawrence Scotland from Performance Kitchen for joining the show today. Yeah, you know, I've been looking through the menu there. There's a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm going to have to put something together. I'm going to make an order. I'm going to do it. If you enjoyed today's show, here's what you can do. You can follow us uh, through a number of methods just to see what kind of shows we do in general. Podcast.vavoom.co. There's a link for you. Go navigate to it. It's not only where you're going to find this show, and maybe that's how you found it today, but also where you'll find all of the shows that I've done for the past 18, 19 months, about 80 or 90 of them out there, and you'll learn what this show is all about. Got some pretty incredible brands who have been on, and I'd love you to hear their stories too. We're also on LinkedIn. Authentic Influence Podcast is the showcase page where we exist. You can see all those shows as well as other little tidbits along the way, press, events, that sort of stuff. You can also follow me personally on LinkedIn, Adam Connor. Connect and let me know what you'd like to see next from the show, and I'll do my best to bring it to you. I will be right back with another fantastic show about a brand mobilizing its masses and becoming more authentic all the way. And until then, I've been Adam Connor, and for Authentic Influence, you'll hear from me again next time.